This episode of Hat Trick Hockey is brought to you by Tony's Joint. They have two convenient locations in Kingsville and right here in downtown Essex. You can go there for all your pre-rolls, flower, accessories, anything that you need. So just roll on by the joint there, Tony's Joint, and pick up all of your cannabis needs. And what is going on, everybody out there, all of you buttes and beauties? This is episode number 90 of Hat Trick Hockey, which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. See my sweet shirt here? If you like that, you can just go on to our link, smash the link on the post here, go into your go into our merch store for all your sweet HTH merch. We now have lady sizing is available as well. So we have lady shirts that are in the store now too as well. So ladies, feel free to check those out. Rob, this being episode number 90, it's the Ryan O'Reilly edition of Hatcher Hockey. He's played 13 seasons, 922 games, 234 goals, 423 assists, 657 points, two-time world championship gold medalist. He's a World Cup gold medalist, World Cup silver medalist. He's a Lady Bing winner. He's a Selkie winner. He's a Conn Smythe winner. He's a Stanley Cup champion, and he is actually the current St. Louis Blues captain. Uh, I'll bring in my boy, my line mate, Rob. What's going on, man? As you can tell by the way we sound here, Rob and I are fucking battling right now. So we're going to fight through this for you guys. Rob, you want to, Rob's on the IR right now. Yeah, I got the vid. Yeah, Rob's in. Finally got to me. I I quit drinking whiskey and yeah, that's what happens. COVID COVID protocol. Stick with your whiskey. Boys and girls, that's why I got three. It'll bottles save you. Yeah, so yeah, been- I got I got it Wednesday. I was getting ready to leave work, and I started getting the chills and the sweats and like knee shaking and everything. I'm like, what oh. the fuck is going on? And then, <clears throat> excuse me, I uh, I ended up driving home. I wanted to pull over because I wanted to go to sleep. Oh really? Like, it eh? just hit me like a wall. I I walked in the house. I said to Glenn. Uh, Fend for yourself for dinner today. I, I got to go lay down. And I shook in my bed for I don't know fucking how long till I fell asleep or whatever. Yeah. Called into work the next day. They're like, yeah, we got treated as a, a COVID thing, you know, like get get one of those rapid tests. Yeah. Um, I couldn't do anything. I, like I was in bed for probably 48 hours. I feel much better today, but like I couldn't even do our interview that we got going on today because... I started getting the shakes. I, I felt like I was going to pass out. That's okay. I, I got you, bro. I got you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. a little under, under the like weather myself. Like, as you guys can probably tell by the way I sound, I probably sound shitty right now, but we, uh, my kids have been sick all week. I had a week off of work. I didn't even get to fucking do anything because I was with my kids all week. They were sick. Yeah. So I had Ethan for a couple days last week. And then I had Zoe for three days, three, four days this week. And then, um, so they tried to go in on Friday or whatever, and then Ethan puked, and then they both got sent home. So then we picked up um, Quinn from school day. Sorry, it was Thursday that we picked up Quinn. So, or sorry, Thursday that they got sent home because of Ethan. But then, so we pick up Quinn Friday, let's say. So we pick up Quinn, and we're fucking driving home, and Ethan pukes all over the fucking van. <laughs> I mean all over the fucking van like not what i I was trying to get him to like keep it like to where it was like on himself you know what i mean because then i would i could just clean him up chuck him in the tub yeah it's yeah that was wishful thinking so 
poor e-train the kids are sick so by the way before we get started before we get going on anything i want to wish my mother-in-law marty a very happy birthday because it was happy birthday, birthday ma i love you first so ma's a beaut so big supporter of the show so i just wanted to say happy birthday to her um rob let's hop into it let's okay. get right into it 73s what a fucking, fucking wagon game the other night what, what a, a game the other wagon. night carter dembinski Save some for the rest of us, kid. Holy fuck. This kid goes in there, nets four in less than 10 minutes. Threes are up 4-0 before we blinked. He had a natural hat trick in what, the first seven minutes? I don't even think it was that. Like, it was unreal. He had had a goal, what, 24 seconds in? Yes, they scored 24 seconds in. So, and then it was just fucking just boom, 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 boom. Knowles was great in that. Chittle scored a fucking absolute beautiful goal like just yeah. little how she going and just goes in and snipes like me and you as soon as he scored me and you just looked at each other like wow yeah. like that was a fucking beauty goal essex outshot them 41 to 29 during that they're game. fucking rolling yeah they are it was 5-1 after the first period essex only gave up three power plays in that game that's See a lot happens, different boys from See what Essex happens? to more to or yeah to more town right like they're, yeah, they're giving more up town nine got a power plays and yeah more town got a bunch of pounds so that kid tried to scrap there and then yeah. near the end of the first period halsey was fucking sitting on a kid at the blue line so yeah it got pretty chippy it got a little crazy towards the end of the first but i was talking to um to like i think it was jonesy there i was talking to him during the second intermission i want to say uh and uh, he was like, I hope nothing goes nuts during this third period because he'll get guys kicked out for the next round. Yeah. Now, anything moving... after the 10 minute mark, if yeah. they fight, they're gone for that game and yeah. the next game. Yeah. So it was like, you don't want to do have it. that going into Bell River. No. So now we have Lakeshore in the Stobbs final. We have Lakeshore now. So that's going to be a fucking great series. That series, actually, I believe it kicks off Tuesday. Like, does it kick off Tuesday? Yep, Tuesday in Bell River, Friday in Essex. And then I think it's uh Yeah, so it's Tuesday, April 5th, they're playing in Lakeshore at 7 p.m. And then uh Friday the 8th, they are in Essex at 7 p.m. And then uh Sunday the 10th, they're back in Lakeshore at 7 p.m. And then the 12th, they're back in Essex at 7 p.m. So those are your first four games for everybody out there that wants to go to the game. Guys, it, it was such a nice fucking turnout the other night at the game. It was so nice to see that many fans in the building. They sold a shitload of beer. I know that. Yeah, they did. Um, I want to say that the uh, crowd attendance was like 850. Yeah, it was high. Yeah, I know it was. If everybody... Cause a lot of folks stand up top, like how, how, like we were right. Uh, if everybody went down into the seats, that place would have been three quarters full. Yeah. Like easily. So, yeah. So I'm telling you, Essex go out to these games, man. They're fucking good. It's good hockey. One of my friends showed up with his boys there, Barry. And he was like, he was in awe on how good the hockey was. He couldn't believe it. He's like, for kids that are so, cause he was asking me, he's like, how old are these kids? I'm like, I don't know, 15 to 20, 21 ish. Maybe. And he's like, holy shit. Like he couldn't believe how good they were. I've told him, man, these boys snap it around. So Essex, make sure you go out and watch the boys. So sorry. My voice is fucking. The Essex goalie played very well too. Yeah, he did. I think it was. Could he snap a puck off the glass? Eh? Yeah. 
Fuck, he shoots it harder than I do. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had a great game. It was just great all-around effort from the boys. So we're looking forward to the Stobbs final. Let's put it that way. Um, big news with your Leafs. Matthews netted his netted number 50 last night. He was the first one um, in 28 years to do it. The last one to do it was Dave Anderchuk was the last one to do it. So that's pretty cool. You got to be happy about that, right? Do you, do you think he gets 60? Well, they got 15 games left. Uh, yeah, I do. And uh, I think the Leaf record is Rick Five with uh, 54. Oh, so he's going to pass that. 54 goals, yeah. Yeah, so he'll be the leading uh, goal getter uh, in a single season. Everybody you know, and, and topping. Uh, is Rick Five in the Hall of Fame? Do you know? Uh, I'm not sure. We can... We can look that up though. Yeah. So yeah, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to beat that, that mark hands down, but good for him. Austin Matthews. Any, any, it was probably his easiest goal of the year, right? You know, oh, open yeah. netter, but he also shot it from the blue line, his own blue line yeah, to pot it. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, Just so you know, too, Rick Vive is in the PEI sports hall of fame. He's not in the hockey hall of fame. Oh, okay. Um, he, uh, also, like Gary Lehman, uh, Rick Vive had, had did it uh, three times, uh, fifty goals. Maybe, yeah. And um, Gary Lehman uh, bought me an OV. Oh, at yeah. The, uh, yeah, at oh, the yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you told me about that. Yeah, I met him at uh, what was it, the Leamington uh, Bar there. Um, mm-hmm. Fuck, I can't remember the name of it off the top of my head. But the yeah, VI. <laughs> no, not the VI. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's on the pole <laughs> oh fuck <laughs> no but he he uh helped help me out and my brothers were all there too and uh mm-hmm. he sat down with us had a bunch of beers two years in a row he had a bunch of beers with us it was pretty Sweet. cool great guy Sweet. yeah yeah it's weird eh? like everybody doesn't really really i'll admit some of them are dicks some of them are fucking assholes cough billy smith but so <clears throat> but um a lot of them, like people don't get it. They're humans, man. They're like us. Mm-hmm. They'll sit down. Have if you, like, we tell everybody we've said it on the show a hundred times, Scotty Gomez, if you didn't know who he was, you would never know that that guy made 65 sheets playing hockey. Yeah. <laughs> like you would but, never, you know, know, like then you got guys like Billy Smith that are supposed to be around people and be nice to people and mm-hmm. fuck whatever. And then you're a total dick when I meet you. Like yeah. I fucking wanted to fight him. <laughs> he was a total dick when he played hockey anyway. So there but then um, i just heard him on chicklets i think it was chicklets yeah he went on chicklets and uh i was just listening to one of their episodes and sounded like a super nice guy yeah well, when i met him because he's talking to a bunch of pro hockey players to us we're to him we're Fucking we're not pigeons we're, we're we're nothing to him right yeah but yeah. literally like some guys need to realize that the fans and stuff are the ones that pay your fucking contract so uh yeah I'd never, um, I'd never say a fucking word to him again. <laughs> Going on from, uh, from an asshole to a good guy. So we got Jonathan Taves, Captain Sirius, played his, uh, his thousandth game. Good for him. Last night. So that's pretty fucking cool. I've always been a, a Taves fan. Yeah. Well, I think he's won, what, two cups? I think so, yeah, with Chicago, right? Two to three, I think. I think he's won two. But yeah, he's just one of those guys that he's ultimate captain. He's all about the team. Stuff like that. I could fucking see him maybe getting a trade and going for another cup. 
Well, they're they're in a rebuild, right? You, they got to do something for him. He's given so much to that that organization well, too, right? You know, like, help him out, help a brother out. Like Patrick Kane too is fucking. He's another one. When yeah. they went into all this shit, they should have pulled those two aside and been like, "Hey, listen, like this is the plan. Do you guys want to stick around? Do you want to be traded? Do you want to like what do you guys want to do?" You'd be surprised. They probably would have stayed if they were just honest with them up front. But remember, a while back. They didn't know anything. They didn't know yeah. that they were that, that they didn't know that they were going into a rebuild. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that organization started everything everything started getting hush hush in that organization, right? Well, ever uh, since all those allegations and shit. Yeah. Well, even before that. But they knew it was all gonna come out sooner or later, right? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That was that Kyle, was it Kyle Beach stuff or whatever? Yeah. Yeah. That was fucking hard to watch, but we're not going back to yeah. that. Um you know, the thing that you'll probably like, so the Red Wings, all they got to do is give up 12 goals this year, and then they can go around the clock. They get a fucking Flavor Flav clock. Yeah, they've done – they've given up one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, and 11 goals in a game now. It's crazy. Fuck, man. <laughs> but then there's the nights you watch them, and they're, and they're so good. They're phenomenal. Like, yeah. Well, I wouldn't go with phenomenal, but they're good. Mm. They were good enough they, to keep me interested in watching the game, you know, they, like they but. had a little bit of a stretch there. They beat Carolina. They beat the Rangers. Uh, and then there was one other team that had a stretch that they did like two or three of these teams in a row. And then they go into like Ottawa and then they fucking get beat seven, two or something like, and that's a team they should be, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Me and Rob are fucking just wounded right <laughs> now. Just dabbing. fucking wounded, both of us. Like, listen to the sound of my voice. I'm listening to myself talk, and I'm like, oh, my God. I feel sorry for the listeners right now. Bro, sorry, you're always guys. listening to yourself talk. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, last thing before we flip over to our interview, Rob and I are going to keep it short this episode. Obviously, we're both fucking dying. So Keith Yandel's um, Ironman streak could come to an end at 989 games. as He uh, could be out with an illness. They haven't, they, COVID. they haven't said whether it was COVID. I think if it's not COVID, do you give him a shift? Absolutely. Like, you know what I mean? Give Absolutely. Like, even if you put him on ice and change, as soon as the puck gets dropped, skate right off. Yeah. You know or what I mean? Play a he's quick a, fucking he's a blue liner, right? So that. you can put him right on the blue line, right next to the fucking boards, mm-hmm. uh, right yes. next to the door, and just, just like Kessel did. Technically, could you could you do that right off the opening face off? Why couldn't you? Just start him, and then as soon as the puck drops, as soon as the off. puck drops, skate off. But that counts as a shift. Why wouldn't it? True. Puck was dropped because I think Kessel, started Castle to extend his when his I think he I think he had a daughter right. I yeah, know, I know he had a baby. His second but, one. Yeah. So no, it's his first. Oh, was it first? It was his first. Yeah. I so I think they were playing the wings. But his coach gave him one shift. They had the private jet sitting there waiting for him, eh? Yeah. So he yeah. played that shift, went off the ice, jumped in the jet, went back to fucking Phoenix and had his baby with his wife. So that was pretty crazy. So I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to look for it. I hope it doesn't end. Like the guy's played almost a thousand games straight. This streak started March twenty second, two thousand and nine. Wow. Is when. And by the way, March thirty first. I think it was March 31st, 79, I want to say. Um, quick note was that was the date that the WHA combined with the NHL. So that brought in um, that brought in the Oilers, Whalers, 
Um, and I think one or two other teams. I just read that the other day real quick, so I just kind of thought about it, so I figured I'd blurt that out real quick. So that was pretty cool. Um, what do you think? Should we just go to our interview? <laughs> yes. We're beat up. <laughs> Please. So we'll go over to our interview. Rob obviously was out for this. He was super sick, so I sat down with Darren Banks, and uh, he was a, he was a great interview. So enjoy. He's got tons of fucking stories. He's amazing. He's a Windsor dude too. So everybody enjoy, Mr. Darren Banks. Roll it. No time. Woo! 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 Well, this next cat here with us, I've been wanting to get this guy on here for a while. He's a former Leamington Flyer. He's played at Brock, IHL, AHL, UHL, overseas. He's also a former Boston Bruin, Windsor boy. Let's welcome to the show, Mr. Darren Banks. Darren, how are you doing, man? Awesome. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing okay. Been a little sick as of the past couple of days. We're trying to fight it off here, but uh, we're doing okay for the most part. <laughs> Hey, you're in Las Vegas right now, aren't you? Yes, sir. I, I heard you got a nice gig there. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. Uh, <laughs> it's busy. Um, yeah, and I've got a kind of kind of carp lunch, kind of run around the casino and be a little crazy, but uh, everyone that comes has a great time. Oh, yeah, of course. Hang, While well, hanging out with you, they're going to have a good time. <laughs> I'll make sure. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so you were born in Toronto, but you moved to Windsor, right? Yeah, I was born and I was adopted by my parents. So I don't know how old I was. So for all I know, I was, I grew up in Windsor. I don't, I went to school there and I never lived in, I don't even remember Toronto at all. Oh, okay. Okay, sweet. Um, and you also played a bunch of sports growing up, didn't you? Like you didn't play just hockey. No, I played a lot of baseball. I was actually probably a better baseball player than hockey player, uh, but it was boring to me. So, but I played basketball. I played a couple years of football. Uh, wasn't really a big fan of football. And uh, no, I just, I didn't like guys hit me for no reason. And then it was like, you couldn't really retaliate. So mm. it wasn't all that fun to me. And I even played a little lacrosse. Oh, did you, man? You played everything. Yeah, I, I mean, my father was like, listen, son, go out there and play everything. Just have a good time. And I excelled at all the sports, so it was just like I was just having a good time. But hockey was the one I kind of stuck with. Mm -hmm. Man, especially football. Like, you're a big guy, right? Like, you – because I met you at the Probert run a few years back, well, the last one they had. So okay. my dad runs this stop at uh, Colchester Bar and Grill. Tom, okay. you know, Tom. So my dad runs the stop there. So I had met you. And one of the things that I couldn't get over is when you shook my hand was like, I felt like a little kid when I shook your hand and like, <laughs> I'm not really the smallest of guys. Like I have pretty big hands myself, but when I shook your hand, I felt like a child. <laughs> yeah. I'm a pretty large kid, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you were super cool, super nice. So I was, I think we even snapped a photo together. I'll probably use for the post for this whole episode. So thank you for that, by the way. Um, what brought you into Leamington? How did you end up with the Flyers? Oh, I was so I don't even know how old I was. I think I was 16 or 15, somewhere in there. And Winston Minor was just kind of screwing me around. So I said, oh, I'll just go play junior C. So that's there. Um, and played for a while. I bounced around so many leagues in so many places. I should have known my pro career was gonna be the same way because I was everywhere. <laughs> 
I mean, I played tier two in Toronto for a little while. And then it was like, I don't want to stay here. I want to go home, play junior B with all my mm-hmm. buddies. Not thinking hockey would be a career. It was just having fun, right? So, yeah. and I not one guy to lean away from not having a good time all the time. (laughs) So when, like, like how old were you when you realized like this could be a career, like I could make a living doing this? You know what? I think I was in my second year university. I'd gone to Bowling Green and I seen guys get drafted and I'm like, I'm a better player than those guys. And then I went to Brock university, not knowing what Canadian university had for you. And I think my second year there, I was like, I've had enough of school. I want to make a living at playing hockey. And I had people tell me it's not going to happen. Um, you know, it just forget about it. And I remember what, like literally my roommate who was same kind of player. I was, I was probably a little meaner, but was same kind of player played aggressive, could score, could skate. And he's like, what are you nuts? Like, it's just not going to happen. You haven't been drafted. I said, I'm telling you, you're going to see me watch. You're going to come and watch me play in Toronto. I guarantee you. Mm-hmm. And literally not even four years later, I was playing in Toronto. That's crazy, man. <laughs> Just like, oh, yeah, watch us. Well, sometimes people use that as fuel, right? When yeah. someone says you can't do it, it's like, oh, yeah, watch this. Yeah, I was, you know, I happened to me when I was 15 years old. I got, I was a captain of the of Windsor Minor. I, what is that? Bantam major maybe yeah I was on the team the next year I get cut by the coach guy for real and my dad's like don't worry about it son so I actually played for a travel team in St. Clair Shores Michigan mm-hmm. and played pioneer in Windsor at the same time so wow. I played with the whole entire year my dad said don't let anybody get in your way of your goals and what you want to do so he was willing to drive me and spend the money and the time I was willing to put the effort out there yeah, that's great advice too. By on on his part too. By the way, what did you end up studying when you were at Brock? Uh, sociology. Oh man, I've never. I wouldn't even know where to start with that shit, man. <laughs> you know what that was? Uh, what do you think? And there's really no wrong answer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's perfect. I said I could do this. <laughs> oh hell yeah. Um, so after Brock, you went into the IHL, ECHL, you spent some time in Knoxville. How was your time in Knoxville? So that's where I started. I actually started in Salem during training camp and got traded to Knoxville in the East Coast League. Donnie Jackson, who had played for, I think, maybe two of the Stanley Cup teams on Edmonton, was Mm -hmm. my head coach. And he loved me to death. And he's like, just go out there and you be you. And I think I got called up to the I to... uh, to Fort Wayne and I played like three or four games and he wanted me back. So I went back. And when I went back literally a week later, Calgary called and said, we want to sign you. Oh, so it's like, see ya. (laughs) I was like straight to Salt Lake. So I finished the rest of the year. I think I got there end of January, finished the rest of the year there, played in the playoffs. And then I signed with Calgary the next year. Oh, wow. So you, but so, but you ended up making it into the NHL. You went undrafted. Like that's hard to fucking do. Like not a lot of guys can do that. Let like, let alone a guy that plays your style of play. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, when I, and I seen the guys that were drafted and there were times, even when I was in Salt Lake, before I went to Boston, that they wouldn't play me because they had to play their first and second rounders. Like they were just obligated to them. Yeah. And I've got to find a way to get out there so they'll play me so someone will see me right and you know and i think i answered the bell a little too quickly taking boston right away um 
there were probably some other teams out there, but I signed with them right away. And, you know, hmm. that's the way it goes, but you know, it, it just changed some things. And then, you know, my career kind of, for saying the NHL kind of got probably my own fault for running my mouth a little too much, but it is what it is, but that's what happened. When, so when like, was it when you kind of realized that you had to add the element of your game to fight to like, Hey, the, did you have any, any like coaches or anything that say like, Hey, like if you want a shot at this, this is what you have to do type deal. Or was it something that you just knew? It was something I knew, but I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of guys out there will say they didn't like it, but I did. I kind of liked it. <laughs> and I was like, I would have coaches tell me, Banksy, not tonight. Don't, you know, I don't want you fighting tonight. And I'm thinking this guy takes a run at one of our guys. I'm going after him. Yeah, right. Game time. I, I liked it at times. And yeah, there's, I don't think I was, I was never scared of anybody, but you always kept your eye, you know, kind of on a swivel with certain guys in the ice. You just, you couldn't trust them. Like I don't have a problem. I never jumped anybody in my whole career unless it was like a five on five. And you're just jumping anybody. Right. Yeah. But I jumped anybody my whole entire career. I square off with any guy. I didn't care. I know. I've seen the videos. Holy shit. I'm watching your freaking YouTube. I'm like, it was all just scraps Darren fight. And I'm like, holy shit, this guy's fucking fought everybody. Where's his goal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you. Well, let's go to that. You did end up with a couple goals in the show. Who did you score your first one on? Well, I scored my first and my second on the same goaltender in the same game. So it was Brian Hayward in San Jose. So I actually had two goals and assists in that game. And I was going for the Gordie Howe. I was trying to fight anybody on San Jose. I ran the goalie one time and just kind of bumped them. And nobody on their team came after me. You know, and I just kind of chuckled. But I remember the last, oh, it had to be the last three minutes of the game. We were killing them like eight to three or eight to four, something like that. Mm. And in my mind, the only thing it was is don't make a mistake defensively, right? That's, it was so easy for someone to get sent down the minors. You didn't want to make a mistake. Yeah. And the coach kept putting me on the ice trying to get a hat trick, but I was too worried about playing defense. Yeah. So I'd keep coming back to the bench and I turn around and he'd go banks her back up. And I'm like, is this guy for real? Like, what's he trying to do? You know, <laughs> not thinking about trying to score a goal. I just didn't want to get scored against. Yeah. I'm shocked. Like, like he didn't actually say to you like, Hey, we're trying to get you your third here. Go out and fucking bury one. I kind of figured it out, but it was like, no, you don't get scored against. I was just like, it was just like a no, no. Like, these kids are playing the game nowadays. Oh my God. They don't even, it, there's no discipline. Like I would say there's no scolding, you know, yelling at the kids, um, bench a kid for two or three shifts or half a period. They just don't do it anymore. I know it's crazy. It seems like everybody needs that little rub on the back or something nowadays. eh? Yeah. I mean, I talked to coaches that are, you know, guys I played against and they said, if you scream at a guy, you better be prepared to hug him twice. Mm -hmm. so who was that one coach who kind of made the biggest deal for you like who was the guy that just kind of pushed you along who really helped you out the most you know what I had two guys the first guy would have been Bobby Francis I had him in Salt Lake he was like go Banks go do your thing like you know really pushed me and then I had Steve Ludzik when I played with the Vipers and he was like he let me do what I wanted you know yeah. except for a few times he'd be like I do not want you fighting so and so tonight and I'm like, he's going to get beat on somehow. He goes, I don't care what he does. You don't touch him. He goes, we'll let somebody else. He goes, I don't want to take you off. He let me play, you know, and he let me, instead of being that fourth line guy, I was sometimes on the second and third line. You know, I would, I play quite a bit sometimes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it's kind of nice when you can score some goals too. Like the one year you had, 
I think I seen you had like 16 the one year or something. That's pretty good for, for a guy that scraps a lot. Yeah. I had 16 and I think 300 minutes. I, I, <laughs> you, did. you know, if you watch the games from then and you watch a game now, game now, I mean, I, I think I get 25, 30. I mean, you can't touch a guy in front of the net. Like you just mm. go there. And, you know, all you got to do is get around him. And after that, he can't grab your stick. He can't, he can't grab you. So, mm. I mean, how can guys, I, I don't know how some of the big guys like Reeves that plays in the league now can't figure that out. I go, mm. just go to the net, like get in the dirty area. They can't touch you. So it's mm. like, they don't figure it out, but I don't know. Now I know when you played with the Vipers there, when you were there with them now, Gordy Howe came back and played that game. Was it, were you on the squad when that happened? So, no, I was on there the first year. I was on all three for three years right in a row, but I got traded after my first year. Oh. So I missed the first, I think, two months of the season. I was on another team and Detroit got me back. So I missed that game. Oh, that would have been a cool one to play in. Yeah, I've skated with Gordy back back in the day, back in that time. I've been on the ice with him a few times. And what was he like? I, I've never got to like actually meet him or anything like that. I'm kind of bummed out about that. But what was he like as a, did he pass any advice on to you or anything like that? No, he never said anything that way. But I mean, I met him, I think before I even turned pro, I met him for the first time. And I got a picture still where he's standing beside me and my arms are so long. They look like they're touching my knees. Like that's all far. And I'm skinny, you know, short shorts and t-shirt on. But, uh, that time I, the few times I skated with him, he would skate by and just elbow you in the head, which would be kind of funny. Right. But he, he would skate down the left wing and he'd hold his stick like he was left-handed. And then he'd skate down the right wing, hold his stick like he was right-handed. So mm -hmm. it didn't matter which side the puck was on. He would just switch hands. And it was amazing to see this old, you know, back then, I think he was, I don't know if he was in his 60s, but pretty close. Maybe he was in the 60s. And he was just, it didn't matter which side the puck was on, he just switched hands. He's just one of those guys. He's just a freak of nature, right? Eh? Yeah, I mean, he hands, he had, you think I had big hands? He had hands like a baseball glove. Could he shoot both ways too? Yeah. He would, he, there's goal. I don't, I don't know if you see a lot of them back when he played, but he would score either hand. It didn't That's, matter. He's got to be the only guy to ever do that. No, Chris Chelios used to do it. Really? Yeah, he used to shoot the puck left-handed. Holy shit, I never knew that. Yeah, he was he's one of the only guys I've seen do. You see once in a while a guy will tap his like tap in, you know, with the wrong hand, but mm -hmm. Kelly used to shoot him with his left shoot it left-handed. That's crazy. Well, half the time him, he's so he's always so tanned and stuff all the time. You don't know whether he's in the gym or the tanning bed, that guy. No, it's not that. It's that he's in California. <laughs> oh, yeah, true, yeah. He's, he's got he trains all summer and he's always saying I mean, you see him now he's tanned on every show he's on <laughs> i know he's a freak of nature too that guy like riding his bike in the sauna like stuff like that like i've heard yeah. a bunch of crazy stories on chris chelios he could have played till he was like 55 i bet you. oh i bet he could have he was he was to me i put him in the same same thing as as a like lidstrom or something like that like those guys could have played longer than they actually did I think the reason why Lindstrom retired is because he didn't like Babcock. Oh, that could be very well, too. And that probably wouldn't be the first time that's happened, too, because I heard that guy was a dink. He just talked her in, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so your first NHL training camp, was that Calgary or Boston? Calgary. The Calgary. So who was all in that camp when you went in? Uh, Lanny McDonald. Oh, wow. Uh, Ronnie Stern. That whole 1988 Stanley Cup team was there. Oh, okay. First year was 
kind of a wake up. <laughs> and it was kind of funny at the same time too, because you'd go there and you'd be in great shape because that's the way it was back then. Like you had to come to camp in shape. Unlike back in the seventies, they went there to get in shape mm-hmm. and every night you're all drinking. And it was kind of funny. It was like, Holy smokes. You know, I trained all summer. To, I guess I trained so I could skate and, and, and then drink that night and come back to skate the next day. But then my next year I went back and myself and Kevin Grant, everybody, they'd cut the whole entire team except for two of us. So I was three days from the opening game oh. in 1991 and thought I was going to play in Calgary. They didn't say nothing to us. Mm-hmm. And then it was like the day before they were like, okay, you guys are getting sent down. <laughs> like, oh. you know, we had no idea. I mean, I was, I think I played like seven exhibition games. Um, you know, I, and, and, you know, and again, my role, I knew what my role was. So, mm-hmm. and like Tim Hunter was there that year. So it was, uh, I was trying to, you know, get his spot, but obviously, you know, a veteran like that's kind of hard to beat a guy out of that spot. But, and then that year I broke my jaw in Salt Lake. And I think at the time Hunter just got hurt. And I think I was on the verge of getting called up and I broke my jaw. And I remember I came in the dressing room Monday morning to the trainer and said, Hey, you know, ready to pack my bag. So the only place you're going is to the dentist to get your mouth wired. Oh, so how long did you have to have that? Well, believe it or not, I got it wired on Tuesday and I played Thursday. <laughs> like I, I just, And they wouldn't let me, it was funny. Cause they, I, I go, I'm dressing. Like, I don't care what you guys say. And they're like, well, you're not going to play. And I said, yeah, I'm gonna. So I would serve, you know, back then you get bench miners for something, too many men on the ice or whatever. I would serve those penalties and all I do is just pray to God there was a play. So you I could just go hop out and, and go into the play. Yeah, and jump in the play. <laughs> no nope. other time I was on the bench coach, like just sit down. But by the <laughs> thing, two days later, I was I had a makeshift mask on my helmet. And they didn't have those broken jaw mask things. Yeah. I mean, it took always mask and cut the middle of it out and I had just the bottom piece over my face and I would go but then guys were grabbing my face and I think I had the wires in and I told the trainer I think we're in Phoenix I said get that thing off my mask because one more guy grabs me by the face I'm going to spear somebody yeah off but I had like rubber things over these metal things through my teeth and I would fight with it on but I didn't care <laughs> fuck man just fucking smile when they hit you. They'll be hitting wires, cutting up their hands and shit. Yeah, but cut the inside of my mouth, though. That oh, was yeah. plastic stuff that would go over top of it. I don't even think they'd even, I don't even think they'd let a kid play like that anymore. No, hell no. So is that the worst, like, freaking injury you've had playing? Like, what's the worst you've been hurt? Uh, well, broken jaw, yeah. But, I mean, I separated my So Here's Boston now. We're in my second year second year i think second or i can't remember what year it was yeah. and I, that yeah it was the second year because it was the year that cam neely couldn't play back-to-back games oh. and so every game that there was a back-to-back boss would call me up no matter how many games i played to roll in the minors i'd go up to the nhl the next day and play that game then finally i said to my agent i go i'm gonna play 120 games i'm fighting every guy in the nhl and i'm gonna fight every guy in the minors because they want to earn their spot like every guy does right mm-hmm and I said, I'm not going to do this. I go, they're going to kill me. And so Boston said, you know, we'll go back down. And on Monday, we'll come back up and he'll stay here, make his way here, or we'll trade him or whatever. And I went down and I got innocently bumped into the shoulder and separated my right shoulder. Came back after six weeks. 
and kind of a same thing on my other side and separated. I was out for five weeks with that. So back to back shoulders, coach yelling at me saying, I don't want to play it. I just want to prop, you know, I'm like, this guy for real, yeah. uh, fighting with him every day, broke a scaphoid bone. He just didn't believe me. I shot a puck at him and it was a lot of <laughs> FUs back and forth at each other. And the next year he's the assistant GM in Boston and I just get buried. Oh, <laughs> never again, ever again. Jesus. Why didn't, uh, Neely play like games back to back? He got beat by Alf Samuelson in like 1990. Oh, okay. I remember that. And where he got need to turn into a Charlie house. It actually turned a bone. So he was like off for a year and then he couldn't play back to back games. Mm-hmm. I think he, played 50 games he scored like 37 goals something crazy like that that's nuts man yeah he was one of those pure goal scorers too right? yeah. and that shit and, happened to him and he could fight like that's I'm... he came to league fighting he didn't come to the league scoring goals but he could fight mm-hmm. and then that was the year i was playing every game he didn't play and it didn't matter i played four i played three games in a row in the minors and that monday i had to play the game in boston i'd fly to boston or you know i, I lived in boston so i'd go to boston and play there and then the next day they'd send me back down and it was mm-hmm. this was going on like three weeks. This went on. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a lot of hockey. That's a lot of time on the road. That's a lot of fighting. It's a lot on you. Yeah, probably why my hands are all buggered up now. But yeah. <laughs> one of the guys too that were was actually on that team that I really like is Raymond Bork. So can you kind of tell us like what was he like in the room on the ice stuff like that? Well, anytime Ray said anything, the whole dressing room just stopped. The coach could be going on and on. And guys were not really paying attention. I Bryce started the first year and guys weren't really paying attention and say all of a sudden Ray would say something, whatever everyone was doing, they just stopped. But he was uh what a great man. I mean, I think I had a girl coming to town and Ray gave me his car or something to go pick her up. You know, it was like some Mercedes and he let me go pick her up. But he was just great guy. And I mean, God, can he ever he'd stay on the ice forever. And he like when we won a face-off at the beginning of the, every period, he would get the puck and he would take a slap shot from the red line. So I remember one time we won the draw. I spun around from the wing and I scooped up around and I cut through the middle. The puck zipped right by my head. And I go, what the fuck, man? I go, he goes, <laughs> know what I do every game. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, like, at all the time. But the guy would have like six pairs of gloves. His hands were sweating so much. They would switch it on his gloves. They bring in his sticks. Now, here's mine. I get my stick, cut it, tape it up, away we go. He get his sticks, three dozen sticks, check the blade, little flex, didn't like it, throw it away. Check the blade. He would do this with all of his sticks, and then they would take those sticks, he'd sign them, and then they would sell them or whatever. Yeah, they give give them. Them, yeah that's crazy, though, man. Well, he's fuck. I was so happy when he won the cup. Yeah, I called him. Did you? Yeah, I'm like, Bubba, congratulations, man. 20-something years you waited for this, and you know, you've been close a few times, but, you know, you finally got your ring. Mm-hmm. One of the best moments, too, man. Like, just Joe just handing him the cup and just, like, here. And it was, yeah, it was one of the best cups things I've ever seen. Um, fuck, man, I got so much, so many questions for you. I'm just trying to pick out the good ones here. Oh, I forgot to mention, too, when you were with the Vipers, didn't you win a Turner Cup there? Yeah, 1996. And how was that? What did you guys do after that? Did you guys go out? Well, you guys probably obviously went out to like celebrate. You guys have like you guys blow up the blow up the so, town or what? 
Yeah, you got to remember the Red Wings. That was their first year they won after 40 years. Yeah. So they went on a Friday. Well, Friday night. They went on Friday night. We're still in the playoffs. We're in out Long Beach. They get in that car accident on Saturday. Yeah, that was crazy. We lose in Long Beach. We fly back right off the flight. Now the whole city is like, you know, Red Wings. They don't know if guys are going to live. Our game's a game. We win. I don't remember. Score 3-1, something like that. We go absolute berserk. When we step off the ice, after we do all, you know, skate around the cup and everything, we step off the ice. My father come down from the stands, and I grabbed him, and I took him right in the dressing room. So the only people in the dressing room was our team and my dad. <laughs> so it was, you know, it was a great moment for him. You know, he's done everything in the world for me, but um, he brought, he, you know, he came in there. This is before any other family members were in there. My dad was, like, right in my stall with me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, then obviously everyone came in there, but about a week late, you know, we partied. It was insane. We destroyed the cup. We were cracking guys were cracking beer bottles off the beer, like opening the beers on top of the lid of the of the Turner Cup. Oh no. We were throwing it in the pool and it's part wood. So it warped in the sun and it snapped. As we and some one of the guys, Brad Shaw, was it me, Brad Shaw, Dan Tessa, Wayne Presley. We're in Presley's pool. We've got a picture as the cup breaks as we're all holding it. And oh. one of them <laughs> was you know, the league what was the league pissed? Well, yeah, no, we went and got a new trophy and got it all fixed. <laughs> oh, like, we all the things we had this trophy put back together. But in the picture, I don't know if you, I don't think you can see it. The next day when we had, you know, they brought us all back with the fans there and stuff, we had taped it and the captain's holding the back of the cup up like this so it doesn't fall over. <laughs> Got a new thing engraved on the top of it. <laughs> oh man, guys, just killing it. <laughs> yeah, we had a good time. It was a good time, and then we went to the finals again the next year. So it had been Red Wings win back to back. We go back to back, and we lose in Game Seven of the finals. Oh, it was, it was actually pretty sweet. So you guys got to play at the Palace. Yeah, well, that was the best. We had our own plane. We flew to Kalamazoo. It was a, it was a, like a twenty. It was a seventeen minute flight. Come on. Like, we could have drove there. No, we had our own plane. We flew everywhere. We flew everywhere the night before. Played the game, and as soon as the game was over, we flew home. That's crazy, though. You 17-minute flight. You guys are probably like, what the hell? You can't even enjoy a bag of chips by the time you get there. It's or by the time yeah. you're done, I'm, you're there. We had it down with what our we had six different flight attendants, and they came like two group, two and two and two and two. And the guys sat in the same seats, right? Like, you know, you got the card table guys, which I was part of. Then you have another card table, guys. Then you got these guys sit around over here and other guys. And as soon as you got on, there was your drink already sitting there. They knew exactly what you wanted. Nice. That's the pro hockey life. Yeah, it was. <laughs> hey, where was your favorite? Here, this is kind of a two-part, two, two like, freaking question here. What was your favorite uh, city to be in playing? And what was your least favorite city to be in playing? <sighs> our fa- I think my favorite was probably Phoenix because we went there because I played in Salt Lake mm-hmm. and we played there my first year 12 times before we played them in the playoffs. So we went there 12, we played them 24 times in the season. Wow. And when I, you know, we got to, you know, I got to know people out in Phoenix. We go golfing and stuff like that. Um, my least favorite and it wasn't my least favorite. The only reason it was my least favorite is because I didn't 
I go to Quebec City. Great place to go. Said I never wanted to live there. I said it's a great place to go out, but never want to live there. Mm-hmm. Well, what happens? I get traded to Quebec. Oh. And while I'm there, I'm living in the most French place, speaking, don't speak English, and I hate it. And all I, I and I remember I used to joke with the guys, I go, I love Quebec. If I ever got traded here, I would hate it. And I definitely did. I was there, I think, for four or five games and then I got out of there. No, oh, thank God, eh? <laughs> I, it. I just you know, you think you learn you learning French as a Canadian kid that you'd be able to pick it up. I couldn't understand anything. <laughs> I wouldn't either, and I am French. I can't even speak the language. Not a lick of it, man. I could read it, though. Can you? Yeah, I could read it. Back then, I can. I don't know if I can now, but back then, I could read it. And I remember the reporters wrote something about me that I didn't like. And I cornered the reporter in the dressing room, had my hand, like, ready to go around his neck. And I said, listen, you might think I don't understand French. Well, I can read it. I might not understand you, what you're saying. But if you put it in print and I see it again, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. What did he say about you? Uh, he was just saying it. I didn't want to be there and going on and on. And yeah, so what it was true, but it didn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Well, some of them, anything for a fucking story too, right? Like even if they print some shit, that's not even right or even close to accurate. Yeah. Saying I said something when I didn't say anything. No, oh, that's fucking some dummy reporter. Yeah. Just, well, he almost got dummied in the dressing room. <laughs> yeah. He was probably shitting himself when you back him up into a corner, though. Because <laughs> he, he thought, you know, I didn't understand. Because they, all they would do is ramble around French. To, everyone would speak French. Mm. Yeah, that's a shitty experience when you don't. Because I went there for hardball one time, I want to say. And it was like that. Like, even though they, even though a lot of them know how to speak English, they won't to you. Yeah. You ever notice if, that? Boy, which is 15 minutes out of Quebec City. And that's complete french-speaking people they don't speak english even if they know how they don't do it mm-hmm. so i remember I, the first four or five days there i ate at subway every day because i could order in french there <laughs> uh, subway's good though yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind it the only meal i was eating back <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah but when it's only subway it kind of sucks too hey what city had the best nightlife like what city did you go out and just fucking tear it up in la oh yeah can you tell LA. us a story or two about la yeah. Here's my first, I think I was only in LA once or twice in the NHL. Um, skating around in the second period, and I see this guy against the boards and he's shooting me the finger. And I'm like, fuck this guy, right? And he's just going on and on. So I, I'm, you know, you skate around. I go to the bench, I'm sitting there. Adam Oates goes to me, he goes, you know who that is? I go, no idea. He goes, Tony Danza. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Like, who's the boss or whatever it was called? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, all right. So when the, we, I remember when we won in LA, it was a pretty high scoring game. And everybody's rushing to get to the forum club, right? And so I walk into the forum club, get up there. And this guy comes up, standing at the bar, looking to get a drink. Guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, uh, you mind coming in this room over here? This guy over here wants to buy you a drink. I'm like, sure, you know, I don't mind. Yeah. Walk over, it's Tony Danza. <laughs> goes hey buddy i'm just joking i know you're one of the tough guys i just like to try to get you guys riled up and he goes come on and just party with us i didn't i think i got home at maybe five or six a.m the next morning jesus just getting shitty with tony danza tony danza his buddies and gals and just you know it was it was a great time i remember we were off we didn't play in calgary that's where our next stop was Mm -hmm. we didn't play in calgary for like 
six days. Oh. Because we didn't go back to Boston. So they only let us stay there one more day, and then we took off and went right to Calgary. Well, yeah, because well, because they know you guys are just gonna fucking rip it up the whole time you're there, and then everybody's gonna be shitty by the time they get to Calgary. Yeah, we that was that was the funny part. That was fun of the road trip. Here's a better one: the start of the road trip. <clears throat> we start in San Jose. We had gotten brand new jerseys. I guess I don't know why, but we're on the West Coast, and that was our first trip. Well, when I score those two goals and then assists, I'm wearing number twenty. And it's actually my hockey card. The back of my one of my hockey cards. That's the the picture they have is the one in San Jose. No way. Yeah, that's crazy, man. Um, is there anyone that you kind of wanted to fight but you never got to? Proby. Pro. Everybody says Proby, man. Well, listen. I grew up with the guy. I've mm-hmm. known him since I was like nine years old. And I used to say to him, you know, because I'd never I'd never played against him in junior. And never played against me in the NHL, but I would skate with him in the summertime. And I used to just joke around with him. I go, Proby, you know, if you and I fight, I'm going to beat the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. He'd be like, fuck off, thanks. I'm like, I'm telling you. I go, it, this fight won't end. Like, they might throw us in a penalty box. I might climb over the penalty box, guys, and go after you again. Like, it just won't end. And I never, and I had, <clears throat> we were just, we are going to Boston, or we are going to Detroit, and I remember we are at home in practice. And it's, you know, reporters going, oh, you know, I know you're from Detroit area, da, da, da. I said, yeah. And when we get there, I'm going to kick the shit out of Probert. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> I go, did you not hear me? I go, I'm kicking shit out of him. He goes, you know who he is? I go, damn right I do. And they sent me down like five days before they went oh. to Boston. And all I know is I remember they lost the game in, in Detroit. They lost like six to one. And all I could do was laugh about it. <laughs> mm. Oh, that would have that kind of been... Uh kind of cool for you though like you get did now did you guys like each other or were you guys kind oh, of yeah yeah but it I was mean, just like hey he, be, he's just, let's the go. king right yeah plain and simple bob pro is the king in the league and i wanted to piece him and i wanted to show everybody in the league that you know i knew ty domi i mean our, it's kind of weird that windsor we're not known for 50 goal scores but we're known for a lot of tough guys in the NHL. i know i know a lot it's cr- even some of the guys that are there now, like, well, Windsor boy, I think Matt uh, Martin. Yeah, he's a Windsor boy. He's in the NHL, but yeah. he's kind of evolved his game to where he's now, like, he's scoring goals and shit now, too. Like, he's not just fighting all the time. Yeah, well, that's the way the league is now. That's I, that's, I don't know how guys I, – I couldn't – if I could skate with these guys, I don't think I could play because I'd want to kill guys all the time. I'm like, you see a guy with his head down, run him over. Like, yeah, nothing – yeah, but now, you know, guys, now. oh, he hit an unassuming player. What do you mean unassuming? I'm pretty sure my father told me, you got the puck, be prepared to get hit. And when you're near the boards, get close to the boards. Is there anybody in the league that you just, or what, just anybody that you actually just, that you just fucking hated, just genuinely hated? Like in he, the league now? Or no, I mean, just when you were there, like you might not hate them now, but I mean, is there just any guy that you're like, if I ever get to play you, it's fuck, you're done. Besides Proby. (laughs) And I didn't hate Proby, but no, I don't think there was anybody that hated. I mean, you, you just played the game. There were guys, like I said, there were guys that you had to be conscious with, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and this, this is something the coaches would tell you back then to be like, Hey, you have your head on the swivel when so-and-so's on the ice. Mm -hmm. Like he's not, he's not the cleanest guy out there. 
But if you're going to skate around with your head down, he's going to knock it off. Oh, yeah. You fought uh, Mick Sorley, didn't you? Yeah, a couple times. A couple times. <laughs> I've yeah. seen the one. You guys, you guys had some nice tilts. Yeah, he cross-checked me in the face in Boston. So <laughs> he'll tell a different story, but he stuck me, and I went after him to fight him, and he just cross-checked me in the face. What the hell? Hang on. No, you're good. But no, I can still like freaking hear you. But he cross-checked you in the face. Like, how much do you follow hockey nowadays? Like, do you still follow hockey a lot nowadays? Or are you watching games here and there? No, I actually go to almost every night's game at home here. So oh, I follow nice. it. I don't follow it much on TV. Uh, cause I'm not really home when the games are on, but, uh, I follow it quite a bit. I mean, I know what's kind of going on a little bit. Mm-hmm. If you had to guess from right now, the way everything's going this year, who do you think is going to win the cup? Oh, well, I got a couple teams. I got Colorado. Me too. I mean, I don't know how you stop those young kids. They can fly. And then I really like Florida. Mm-hmm. Oh, I like, they, I think they... Florida's better than, but Tampa Bay's got Vasilevsky. That's their big thing and you know Kucherov and all those guys get going but Florida just they're clicking and then you can't count out Carolina you know mm-hmm. what I mean like it, it'd be great to see Edmonton but I just don't their defense is horrible and their goaltending's horrible yeah <laughs> hey you want to know something crazy about Vasilevsky so the Red Wings could have had him in the draft and instead they chose Kyle fucking Quincy Really? Yeah. He and I are buddies. <laughs> Who's that, Quincy? Yeah, he lives in yeah. Colorado. Fuck all the time. Yeah, I was just like, fuck. Like, Vasilevsky, look, like, look at this guy. Like, you know what I mean? He's a freak of nature. Quincy was, like, he had his time. He was good in Detroit. I didn't mind him. But, like, it was just like, but look at Vasilevsky. It's a little yeah. more sexier with him, eh? You know what? <laughs> every, there's guys out there probably in every team. You go, this guy, if he wouldn't have been taken or he wouldn't, this trade drafted wouldn't have been mm-hmm. traded. He'd have been on a different team. And, you know, that's the way the bounce, you know, goes. But I mean, Connor McDavid, I'm watching this guy play yesterday. There's no more exciting player in the league than that guy. He's so fast. He's, he literally, I watched him yesterday in the game. The defenseman's backing up. He picked up the puck and all of a sudden he went by him like he was standing there. And it's like, what do they do? I mean, you can't stop them. You, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's scary how fast he can skate. Oh, I'd love to be on the line. I'd get 25 for sure. Oh, all you <laughs> got to do is go to the net with your stick on the ice. Yeah, he'll find you. Like, he, he's excited. And, and, and Drysdale, or Drysdale, or however you say his name. Uh, Drysdale. Yeah. Yeah. He is sick. Yeah. Like, you know, my buddy co- said he coached, I don't know if he coached him or again, he, he was coaching, he was playing in Germany. And he said, you could tell this guy was going to be good. And now that he's grown into his body and he plays like he did back in the day where you use your body to fend guys off and guys can't touch him, right? Yeah. You know, they asked Jarmo Jaeger, I don't know, it was about a month ago, if he liked today's hockey. And he said, no. He goes, this is from a European guy saying, no, I like the physical stuff because I like to use my body. Mm -hmm. This guy is still playing at 40, whatever the hell he is now. Yeah, that's crazy. So I know um, Quincy there. I know he was he went through some stuff, didn't he? But now he's kind of overcome all that stuff and everything. So I was happy to hear that. Yeah, he's he's living on Colorado. and He's with the uh, Colorado's alumni out there. Oh, is he? So he's loving life out there. Then it's nice out there. I'd rather uh, live in Vegas. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Vegas all fucking day. Um, so one of the last things I'll ask you here. So Rob always asks everybody this question. So since Rob's not here, I'll ask it for Rob. Um, so you know how mate and in the like major leagues, they walk up to a song when they go up for their at bat. So Rob likes to ask everybody, if you could pick any song that they played when you scored a goal, which one would it be? Oh man. <laughs> it stumps everybody. It, it's, uh, you know, the problem is I don't know the, 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 like the song labels songs, but I'm heavy metal guy. Like I'm a big time heavy metal guy. I don't know much about like who's who and like five finger death punch. I love some of the tunes they have. Uh, that's the kind of music I like. So I it'd be, it was some kind of heavy metal band. I don't know what song, uh, what title, but you know, if I heard it and I would get into it. <laughs> Beauty. Hey, are you going to be doing the probert rides again soon or anything or. Yeah. I'm actually coming back to Windsor next week for um, skate for a cure. I think it's called. Oh, okay, yeah. Odds for a cure, but I just had wrist surgery, so I can't play, but I'm coming back. They asked me to still come, and then uh, I just talked to Danny the other day because the pro ride's on June 26th, so I'll be back for that. Okay, yeah, because I'm going to be there, too. I'll be at that stop again in Colchester, so we'll have to have a beer together at least. Yeah, as soon as I find out what kind of bike I'm getting, because I can't ship my bike back from here, so. Yeah, well, so what? So how would you do that? Could could you like rent one, or you got a buddy well, down here you can so, ride one? So three years ago, I was a road captain, right? Me and yep. uh, Ashley. So they found a road, gave me a bike. Wow. I'm hoping that'll happen again, but if not, I'm pretty sure I can probably get one from uh, Motor City Harley Davidson over in Detroit. Yeah, what a great cause that is, eh? Yeah, I mean, what have they raised over a couple, you know, a couple million dollars I think in ten years, and this year it's supposed to be. I don't know what they've let out the cat out of the bag about anything, so I won't say, but yeah. they're trying to get all the road captains to come back. That'd be sick. For the 10th year anniversary, even though it's 13 years. <laughs> I was going to try to maybe set up there, like, and maybe try to get, like, five minutes, 10 minutes with everybody, all the freaking captains and and her and stuff, like <laughs> Danny. And you know what's funny? is My mother shows up every single year before the ride takes off, she'll be like one of the first people at the place. Wow. And she'll be waiting for me when I get there. Like every year she does it. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, Darren, I, I don't want to want to hold you up too long. You're a busy guy and everything. I just want to say, thank you. You're, you are welcome on this show anytime, dude, anytime. Um, also, yeah, when you're down here, I have to work next week. Otherwise I'd meet you for a couple, but, um, next time you're down here though, hit us up. We'll play golf something. Yeah, as soon as I heal up from this wrist surgery, I'm, uh, I'll be ready. To, I, all I do is play golf. So, <laughs> yeah, we're down. If you're if you're down in September ish, our 73s there, they yeah. have a pretty sweet golf tournament every year. So maybe you can come in there and play with us. Okay. No, just give me a heads up when it is, and if I can get there, I will. For sure. All right, buddy. Thank you so much. Anytime. Thanks, brother. Bye bye. And there he was, folks, Mr. Darren Banks, that guy. I said to him during the freaking interview when I met him at the run, the uh, fucking Bob Probert run. Anyways, so when I met him there, when I shook this guy's hand, I felt like a child when I shook this guy's. Like, look at the size of my fucking hands, okay? I have big hands. 
And when I shook this guy's hand, I'm telling you, I felt like a little kid. He was that big. Yeah. <laughs> so he's a beauty. And you obviously didn't get to hear it because you were sick. Well, you'll, you'll hear it when this episode. I'll comes be listening out. to it when everybody else is listening yeah, to it. But he's going to come play golf with us. Awesome. So he might actually be around for the 73s tournament. Well, that'd be sick if he could so, come. He said he golfs all the time. So the plan for me is we're going to get D-Mac and Banks in, and you take one and I take one. Obviously, Mac will have to come with me for obvious reasons. But um, Darren Banks will be right up your alley because he likes the – Darren likes to sip a couple while he uh, – so you and him will be – in it, and it will be really funny to see you guys standing next to each other because he's so – I'll big. get after it with him. <laughs> But yeah, he's a beauty. So thank you, Darren. And hopefully we get to see you soon. Um, kind of a shitty note on the first part of the back half of the episode here. Eugene Melnick, Senator's owner, passed, passed away. Um, he was having some health issues and stuff like that. Um, he was pretty young, eh? Still like, like 62? Like, I think, yeah, he was think he was 62 or 63 or something like that. Yeah, that sucks. I heard he was a little eccentric. Yeah. But you can be called, like, I would be called crazy because i don't have money he yeah. would be called eccentric because he has money <laughs> yeah so it's just a richer version of crazy right do you think um like as bad as it sounds and i don't want like i'm not being an asshole or anything when i say it, but do you think the senators move now you think they go into ottawa now because they're trying they're trying to get them into ottawa like actually, he was trying to right he was trying mm -hmm. to get an arena built and yeah all that so, shit hopefully they do because we're in canada it's called just outside of Ottawa. It's like a suburb. It's kind of like a Mississauga to Toronto type deal. Okay. But it's like, um, but it's like outside of the city. Like, why the fuck would you do that? Yeah. Well, they didn't want to build an arena for them. So they went where they needed to go. Right. So, so hopefully it's not they... like, it's not like uh, Arizona going to play in a fucking high school rink. <laughs> yeah. Call a drink. Five like thousand. It doesn't even hold 5,000 people. Like, what are you doing? How, how, how does the NHL okay that? I don't know. Joke. I think I think joke. Uncle freaking Gary just likes it there. They need to put them like where were they? Were they? I think it was Wit on Chicklets or something that said that they need to be in Glendale or something. Yeah, or Scottsdale or I think it's Scottsdale. Scottsdale, I think he said. He's like, put them in Scottsdale. He's like, they'll fucking sell out every night there in Scottsdale. Yeah. I don't know why they wouldn't. Like, why the fuck? Maybe they're in Glendale right now and they want to move them to Scottsdale. I don't know. I'm not really a huge Arizona Coyotes guy, so. I don't feel um, lucky enough to know that. Yeah. Jack Campbell's coming back. So that's a good. That's Let's a good hope he's sign. got a lot of mental rest. Yeah. Do you think, you think he comes back to old Jack Campbell? I really hope so. Fuck it's you. only going to pump the tires on the boys because, uh, they're fucking flying right now. Ever since they lost to Montreal, go out and beat Florida, go beat Tampa Bay, go beat Boston, and not by, you know, one. Mm -hmm. You know, they they put up some pretty good numbers. They they had they had Boston six to two at one point in that game, and they ended up winning four six four or whatever. But yeah, did you rolling. watch the last game against Jets? I was just watching it before I came down. I was oh. on uh, Leaf TV because I, I wasn't up last night. I was fucking dead. You want to know world. what I just thought about the other day, speaking of that, of the Leafs uh, TV? Want to know? Okay, so old school hockey night and freaking uh, 
hockey night in like freaking Canada there was Bob Cole and Harry Neal. Do you want to know who would be an amazing guy for hockey night in Canada? Joe Bowen. Joe Bowen, Joe, Joe Bowen, uh, he makes radio. He makes that you, you are actually at the game watching it. You can see everything that that guy's talking about. He's, I know, but, he's a fucking beauty. But how good would he be on hockey night in Canada? You can't take him off the radio. He's a radio I guy. I know though, but it sucks, man. Like just imagine the holy Mackinac's on a fucking oh, yeah. Saturday night. Yeah. Listen, I'm not a Leafs fan at all. And Joe Bowen. He's exciting to listen to. He's one to. of my favorites. He's one of my favorites. Like hands, he's like top top three for me. Yeah, I love Joe Bowen, and I'm not a Leafs guy, but I love him. He's got all. He reminds of me things. of listening to uh, Ernie Harwell. Yeah, you know what Old I mean. Like you, you were at the guy. game. You yeah. were at the game when he he would announce on the radio. It was mm-hmm. awesome. I'm gonna try to get Joe on with us. I think too. That would be That'd awesome. Be cool. That'd be cool to talk. Tell about. him he doesn't even have to do the video. We can just. Listen to him. Just tell him, (laughs) hey, can you just say holy Mackinac for us? Um, But, yeah, so Campbell's returning, hopefully for Leafs fans. that Fuck, man. If not, you guys are in some serious trouble, dude. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Oh, fuck. Here we go. (laughs) We'll see. I don't know. Fuck. You know, they're they're, they're flying. Uh, What's his name? They're uh, that kid. Giordano, he, he got one last night, too. Did he? Yeah. Oh, he scored his first uh, as a leaf last night. Yeah, it went off a couple guys, a couple <laughs> knees. The old pinball in in the net. Yeah, I think it bounced off three different people. Johnny T is on a roll too, so I know. I know I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy right now, but it's a totally different fucking animal come playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. They're gonna have to get meaner and nastier. But I, I think that Blackwell picking up him, he got his first yeah. one the other night too. Not last night, but I think it was the night before. Against did you, Boston. Did did you get to see the end of that Leeson Jets game with Wayne Simmons and that? No, guy? I haven't. Like I said, I was just I got into the second period before I had to come on and do this. Well, so, so it doesn't have really anything to do with the game. Like there's no outcome of it, and it was right at the end. But so there was a fight. It was Clifford and somebody else fought. I think it was Clifford and Brendan Dillon. So they fought with like two minutes left to go in the game. Well, Simmons and this other guy, the whole time they're fighting. Was it Stanley? I'm not sure. But they're, so they, they're big Windsor Spitfire defensemen? I'm not sure. So they're back and forth, John, the whole time. They said during the fight that Simmons and this guy were John at each other. Right. They get everything broke up, whatever. They're lining up for a face-off or whatever. They're still jawing at each other. I'm like, they're they're going to fight. What does the ref do before the puck drops? Blows a whistle. Gives them each a 10. Bye, guys. So they couldn't fight. Taking all the fucking fun out of it. But I understand what he was doing because he was trying, trying to get it to where the last couple minutes of the game wasn't a fucking gong show. Which, which is well, we love it's the weak. gong shows. It's weak, so you can't you can't chirp somebody, and you're get, you're getting a ten mis, minute misconduct. No, I think it was because he knew they were gonna fight and shit was gonna get out of hand. That's why he fucking just said tens and bye. He was yeah. just kind of more or less getting reins on the game, is what he was doing. I I understood the move. I do too. I do, I get but it. But I was just like, fuck, let him go. If the no guys bullshit. are willing to go, fucking let him go. Yeah. You know what I mean? Fuck it. Just as long as everybody doesn't start pairing off and you got issues. But other than that, if they're, they're going one-on-one, fuck it. If let them these go. two guys have a beef, just let them fucking take care of it. Yeah. 
Because if those teams play What's against big him, deal? it's just going to get fucking stupid. I'm you're sure they off, do play Winnipeg one more time. That's what I mean. You're better off to just let them fucking go and get it out yeah. of your system. Well, now you just put it in somebody else's hands, right? Yeah, well, now you just fucking... Now that referee it. gets to deal with it <laughs> in the next game. Yeah, you just tell them, boys, do, just do it early, do it clean, and let's go. Um, last thing here before we go to our last segment, which is always beauty of the week. That, did you see that Gudis hit on Doc? Oh fuck yeah! Textbook. That was awesome. That was textbook. so old school. He's he's an animal. That guy's such an animal. I wish Toronto would have picked him up. He's a tough motherfucker too. That guy. He, yeah, uh, he'll fight. But everybody was like, "Oh, he low bridged them." They were calling him Marshan. I'm like, dude, the hip hit the fucking right near his right near the top of his thigh near his hip. That was a perfect yep. pick. Oh, you got him. Textbook. And he went. He didn't, up he didn't low him. bridge him. It, it was a. It was a no, clean hit. It was a beautiful hit. Yeah, beautiful hit. That could have been bad though. That could have ended bad. Oh well, yeah. When guys flip Eddie, like that, fuck. You go ask over tea kettle. Yeah, you you, you get hurt. <laughs> when your head's down here and your skates are up in the air like this, yeah. it's like oh oh. But imagine yeah. Doc when he gets hit and he's thinking, oh, like you're in the air, like oh. I'm in the air right now and I'm upside down. That's yeah, there's the ice. Is, there's the yeah. ceiling. There's yeah. the ice. That's not good. No, nope. luckily no one was hurt. Textbook hit. It was everywhere. It was splattered everywhere. Yeah. Um, Rob, let's move on to the beauty of the week. Okay, My throat's that's killing me, man. My throat's <laughs> killing me. My throat's killing me. Um, you, should I go first? Yeah, you can go. Carter Dubinsky. That's my beauty of the week. You kidding me? Four goals. Less than 10 minutes into the game. He was the he was the big story the other night. So I'm gonna go with my boy Carter. What about you? I'm gonna go with uh the coaching staff of the 73s, just getting her done the way they needed to, uh pulling out all the stops. Mike Paley behind the bench, just like Lou Lamarillo. Yeah. Yeah. What was going on with that? Because last time I was at a game, he was in the stands, and then now when I went, he was he was on the bench. Is there a reason for that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I have but to ask him. Obviously, he's got plenty of coaching experience. Oh, yeah. So why not have him back there, right? Mm-hmm. He can sit up in the stands and, you know what I mean? His job's done. He, he's put the people on the ice that he needs. He's given the coaching staff the players that they need mm-hmm. to do with and whatever. But, you know, like, why not have a, a gem like that behind the bench? It, it ain't going to hurt. That's no, for sure. it's definitely not going to. Yeah, Mike's got tons and tons of experience. And he's super smart, too. But... I was just wondering. I'm like, why is the general manager behind the bench? I don't know. I didn't know. All right, everybody. We're out of here. We're out. <laughs> um, we'll talk to you beauties next week. We've got one of the uh, one of the current 73s coming on next week for you guys. A little hint for you guys. So not going to say who. But until next week, Aunt Rob, we're signing off. We're out of here. See ya. Peace, guys.